Hey, this is Matt McCool here, one of the lead pastors at Takeover Church, and we are so excited that you are listening to this message today. We hope it encourages you. We hope it blesses you. We hope it challenges you to continue on in this journey of faith of following Jesus. And we want to let you know we also have services every single Sunday at 5 p.m., complete with Takeover Kids and a free cafe. It's a good time. We want to invite you and your friends and your family all on out on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Thanks again for listening to this message. Hope you have a great day. But church tonight, we are very fortunate. We are very blessed. Uh, we have uh, Jason and Marie Gray all the way from Stavanger, Norway with us. Marie, would you stand up and start to see who you are real quick? This is amazing. Um, before I introduce Jason, he's over here. Um, I just want to brag on for a second, if I could. Jason and Marie, uh, along with our, uh, well, when Adrian and I worked at Life Church in Grand Haven, our very own Tim Magnus is here too, but um, these were two people who really took a chance on me when I didn't deserve it. Uh, they really poured a lot into me when you best believe I could earn it. <laughs> they are literally uh, the embodiment of the song. They were incredible, and they taught me so much about being a leader, being a man, being a pastor, and it's an honor to have them with us tonight. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Jason, Gray, would you guys make some noise for him as he drowns the word? Man, that was uh, quite the introduction. Are you all? Yes. Come on, come on. It is uh, so good to be here. It's really cool to be in Grand Rapids, good to be in Takeover Church. With, like Matt said, we've known your pastors for a long time. And, uh, but we've known you as a church as well for, from the beginning. And uh, we've got to go along with you and your journey. And it's been, uh, it's been an honor uh, just to see what God is doing through you and what God is doing in Grand Rapids through, through Takeover Church. And uh, we, Marie and I, uh, moved to Norway about four years ago uh, to plant a church. And uh, so we, we're kind of sharing uh, this story together of making Jesus great, the name of Jesus great, yeah. everywhere we go, yeah. uh, with you guys. And so it's, it's, uh, it's so cool to be here. Uh, we love your pastors. They're fantastic people. And, uh, and I hope you know how blessed that you are. Yeah. I think you've never known yeah. the, they're such hardworking people, committed and loyal. They love God and they love people. And that's, uh, and you're, you're, you're blessed. You're truly blessed. So I hope you're taking care of them and uh, treating them well. Not giving them grief. But uh, loving them. I realized earlier that I was wearing the same shirt on the promo picture that I'm wearing tonight. You know, you know how embarrassing that is? Thank you. For the record, I own more clothes. So this is not the only shirt. No, no, no. I like the struggle. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Part of the, it's, it's part of the, it's, I'm going to work it as a message later. It's all good. <laughs> uh, no, but as we were coming here, <laughs> what an idiot. Um, as we were coming here, I was thinking about uh, a story. And uh, Matt and Adrian, they worked with us uh, in the youth program in a church not far from here. And I remember one time, I think Matt was taking somebody home, uh, some kids home or something. And I remember he called me later that night and he was like, oh, yeah. I got pulled over on my way home, and I was like, oh, that sucks, man. That really sucks. I, 
And he's like, yeah, he was a bit of a bummer, but uh, in the end, I invited the guy to church. And I was like, you, you lying. <laughs> sure. Right? Like, I don't know if you ever get pulled over, like, I don't want to talk to the police officer at all. Yeah. Just take my money, take all my information. Matt McClure, on the other hand, is like, yeah, 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 we'll fix all that later. But you know Jesus Christ's personal word and Savior? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> So that's uh, that's my, one of my favorite stories. Uh, but we, we had a lot of fun together, and it is very cool to be here. Uh, the title of my message tonight is "Take Joy with You." I'm going to jump right into it. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to James chapter one. James chapter one. Starting verse 2, it says, Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. Not just joy. Consider it pure joy. I don't know what comes to mind when you think about pure joy. Pure joy. Other translations use the word unrestricted joy. Unrestricted. Pure joy. I don't know what comes to mind. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Strange. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking. Consider it pure joy when you face difficulty. Interesting, isn't it? Everything is awesome when everything sucks. Glory to God. What does that even mean? That's crazy, right? You ever read things in the Bible and you're like, huh? Doesn't make sense. Definitely should be in the Bible, though. You know, it's one of those things that's like, I don't understand this, but Yoda probably is in it. You know, it's just one of those things like, Consider it pure joy when you face difficulty. Yeah. It's so funny, right? I don't think that, that life is difficulty, but I think as humans, we face difficulty from time to time, right? Yeah. Like life, life I, I, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, I think, you know? Yeah. I don't think life is difficult. But I know for sure that, that we face difficulty in life. Yeah. I don't think it's unique to being Christian, right? There's people that think that, oh, it's so difficult, it's so hard to be a Christian. It's hard to be a human, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it can be difficult times, yeah. but we face difficulty. Yeah. I think, though, we need to remember that we actually have an advantage as Jesus followers. If you're a Jesus follower here or not, you actually have an advantage to see your challenge, to see your difficulty, to see the difficult season that you're in, or maybe that you're heading into, with a different perspective, right? We don't have to see, if you're a Jesus follower here tonight, you don't have to see the problem, you don't have to see the pain, you don't have to see the difficulty just as it is. We don't have to see things just as they are, but we can have heaven's perspective. Glory to God. That's so encouraging. And we can see things from a different perspective. We can see things from heaven's perspective. I love what it says here in verse 3. It says, because you know that the testing 
of your faith. The testing of your faith. It's, it's your faith. I think it's easy sometimes to step into something with difficulty, pain, problem, whatever it is, and forget I have faith. Right? And we, and we, and we get this mentality that, oh, I need, I need faith. I need strength. I don't have, I don't have anything. But I don't believe that God allows us to go through difficulty to show us what we don't have, to show us what we do have. Right? How encouraging is that? I believe that God is conducting some sick social experiment to show us how terrible Christians we are, right? But to show us, oh wait, there's more in you than you know. There's more faith in you than you know. There's more strength in you than you know. There's more hope in you than you know. There's more in you than you know. Take over church. There's more in you and you know, yeah, hey, that's so encouraging, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, that's so encouraging. Our perspective changes our position. Yeah, yeah. Right? When, when we have heaven's perspective, when we go into difficulty, when we go into painful situations, when we deal with the problems of life, our perspective changes our position. But when we have heaven's perspective, our pain and our difficulty isn't a stop sign and a red light where we no longer grow. But it's a green light saying, no, 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 we're going to grow through this. Yeah, yeah. We're going together, we're growing together. Yeah. It's going to be okay. I'm going with you in this. We need to make sure that we have good perspective as we face our difficulty, that we're taking joy with us. Yeah. We're not leaving our joy to the side, but we're taking our joy with us and saying, oh, I get to grow through this season that might suck a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's when we get to have joy and knowing, oh, I'm still growing. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It might be a little bit difficult, but there's more in you than I know. Yeah. There's more in you than we know. That is so encouraging. Yeah. Close your head. Close your head. Tony screwed it up. It's the water on the shirt that threw me on. Verse 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Whenever I was growing up, people would tell me, my mentors would tell me, uh, you need to learn the lesson that God is trying to teach you so that you don't have to learn the lesson again. Right? Right? Has anyone ever heard this? Yeah. Yeah. Total crap, right? Total crap. Absolute nonsense. Right? That makes zero sense, right? Uh, but I remember being a young man and thinking, going through difficulty in hard situations in life, and thinking, oh my gosh, you've got to teach me. What lesson are you? And I was, man, I was serious. I would pray, God, you've got to show me what you're trying to teach me because I don't want to have to learn this ever again. Like, I, I want to learn this thing and then move on. Yeah. Just whole crap, right? Right? As I've got older, I've realized just because you learn a lesson one time doesn't mean that you never have to learn it again. Right? Oh, that's not so encouraging, but right? But it's encouraging to know that 
The next time that I face that same difficulty, that same challenge in life, the next time I'm in a painful season or a painful circumstance, it's going to be a little bit easier. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. It, it gets easier. Like the more times you jump over the hurdle, the easier it gets. Yeah. You might have to jump over the same hurdle once, twice, 50,000 times. I have no idea. But the more times you jump over that hurdle, the easier it gets. But so often we come up to our difficulty, we come up to our challenge, and we pitch a tent because it's easier to stay in my sadness and in my pain than it is to jump over this hurdle that's in front of me. Yeah. Right? Oh, so disappointing, huh? It's so easy to let a difficult situation become a difficult season because I'm not willing to jump over the hurdle. We, we, we lose heaven's perspective and we let it define a season of our life when it doesn't have to be. Right. The reality is, is who we are called to be in Christ is not on this side of the hurdle, it's on the other side of the hurdle. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's good. God has called you to be is not in your pain, but through your pain. Yeah, He's yeah. teaching you something through it. Yeah. That's encouraging. That's so encouraging. He's teaching us through what we're going we just have to maintain a good perspective. Who God has called you to be in Christ is not on your pain. It's not in your pain, but it's through your pain. Yeah, yeah. Grief, that's not in my heart, but it's good. God, <laughs> This is how we go from glory to glory. This is how we go from strength to strength. We, we, talk, we, we think about spiritual maturity in, in some mythical way sometimes, don't we? Right. What does it look like to be mature? Well, you have a title in the church. No. It means that you've decided that I'm not going to stay in my pain. Yeah. I'm not going to let my pain, I'm not going to let my disappointment, I'm not going to let my frustration define my life, and I'm going to grow. That's right. I'm going to go. Yeah. Oh, I'm Planning a church can be difficult, right? Yeah. I don't know if anybody else knows that. It can be difficult, right? God called us to Norway uh, four years ago. And one year into our journey, uh, I had visa problems. And I got uh, kicked out of Norway. That was disappointing, right? That was. Uh, that was painful. Yeah. Uh, everything that we had, we, we picked up the booth in Norway and then uh, the visa books had to come back here. We finally got back to Norway and in a country where I didn't know the language. Planting a church, which isn't easy. And there were moments of time where I lost that perspective, to be honest. I was painful. I was so disappointed. But I had to make the decision that I was not going to let it take my joy. I wasn't willing to pay the price. 
What's the price for your joy? Nothing can take your joy. You've got to give it away. I think at a certain point we have to decide. I'm not willing to pay the price for this. I'm not willing to pay the price. My joy is too important. So I found myself saying to myself over and over again, multiple times a day sometimes, this is not worth my joy. This is not worth my joy. I'm not paying that price. What's the price for your joy? A, a bad doctor's report, an unexpected bill, your child being sick. What is it? What's the price for your joy? <laughs> Let me encourage you today. Figure out what the price for your joy is and stop paying for it. Hey, it's not worth your joy. Take your joy with you. Your joy is your strength. Take joy with you. Wherever you go and whatever you do, take joy with you. For the joy of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 13-14 says, Therefore take up the full armor of God, that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything, stand firm. Stand firm. Keep standing. The best way is just to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. There's more in you than you know. Keep going. Two things. If you're a part of this church, you don't have to go it alone. Right? The Lone Ranger is a dead ranger. Right? Don't go it alone. And if you're part of this church and you feel on the outside, make sure that you find yourself getting back together, getting closer in, but don't go it alone. You don't have to go it alone. I think the beauty of the church is the message and the people, right? Yeah. Oh, and the, the, the people is this is so fantastic. We don't have to go alone. You don't have to do life alone. There's people in this room today that are going to walk through difficult seasons, difficult situations with you. You don't have to go it alone. Yeah. Stand together. Link arms with someone. There's people here that want to walk through these difficult seasons of life with you. Two, know that God is with you. The church is with you, and God is with you. If the problem that you're facing is bigger than you, it's okay. Because nothing is bigger than our God. Nothing is bigger than our God. Because I know it's easy to sit and listen and say, okay, yeah, but what about the really big things? What about the really traumatic? What about the really painful things? The, the, the death of a family member? What about news of terminal illness? What about the really big things? What about those things? Do, do we just glass half full kind of mentality and then hope for the best on that too? Is that how it works? Let me tell you, if if your problem and your difficulty is bigger than your God and you're serving the wrong God, yes. right? Are you looking at the wrong God? Because my God is so much bigger. Yeah. He's so much greater. He's so much stronger. Yeah. Make sure you know the God that you're serving. Yeah. Because the God in the Bible is much, much bigger than any problem. And not to say that your problems 
are insignificant and not a big deal. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is our God is big enough to carry you through everything. He's so big. He's so good. Amen? And to remember that there's power in proximity. When we stand together, we are better together. Right? The life of Jesus and the life of the disciples. We look and we we think it's so fantastic. The life of miraculous people and signs and wonders and those kind of things. Well, the reason it worked was not because they figured it out, not because they were necessarily professionals, but because they understood that there was power in proximity. Yeah. Right? Well, they were knit close together, and their eyes were on Jesus the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a life of significance means that I'm gathered around my brothers and sisters and doing life together. And our eyes are focused on Jesus. How do we transform the city? Do we try to be as awesome as possible? Right? Do we try to be the loudest voice? Or do we fix our eyes on Jesus and ask for Him to do the miraculous? Yeah. Whenever we planted our church some time ago, we, we said, how, how do we make an impact? Right? Well, it's a bit intimidating, right? How do you make an impact in a city that, that doesn't care about God? Right? Yeah. In, in Europe, which really doesn't care about God? Yeah. How do you make an impact? Do we try to be as awesome as possible? Do I preach my heart out? Do we train up leaders? How do we do it? Oh, we decided. Oh, we're going to trust the Holy Spirit yeah. to come and do something great through us. If I'm the best vessel that I can be, that's good enough for me. Because yeah. that is where significance comes from. Yeah. When Marie and I, we lived in Grand Haven, not far from here, for about four years. And uh, we were newlywed. Uh, and we, we didn't have, we weren't broke, you know. Uh, but there were not so many millions in the bank account. You know what I mean? Like there was, there there weren't so many millions. There was not so much money. And uh, but life was good, right? There was no problems, and we had everything that we needed. And uh, I remember after church, we both worked in church, and I remember after church one day there was a guy who came up to me and uh, and he said, "I need to talk to you." And I got scared. I thought, I hope I've for sure done something wrong, right? And I got really intimidated, and I was like, oh, crap, what is this? And, and he pulled me aside, and he said, hey, I have an extra car. And I thought, that was pretty rude. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't have a whole lot of money, and, and for somebody to come up and be like, yeah, I've got an extra car, I'm like, there's no need to brag about your situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really... Unnecessary, right? You got an extra car. Don't care, right? Uh, but he said, I've got an extra car, and I felt like God said that we should give it to you. 
And I said, I feel like God said that too. You know what I mean? I was like, can I get a witness? Right? Uh, and that's how I was stoked. And, and he said, um, he, he had a really nice heart. And to be honest, like the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, what you got? You know? Like, uh, I'll drive anything, but I prefer BMW. You know what I mean? Uh, and so he, he, he was like, well, I need to get some title registration things fixed, uh, but I'll get to it in a week. And the entire time, I'm like, what is this thing? What am I, like, what am I about to have? <laughs> what does God have for more? You know what I mean? Can I get a witness? Um, and we pulled up, met the guy a week later, pulled up, and it was a uh, 1999 uh, Cadillac DeVille. College boy, right? Glory to God. If you don't know what a Cadillac DeVille is, uh, there's two types of people that drive Cadillac DeVille. Uh, retirees and people that listen to rap. You know what I mean? Um, and we got in the car and uh, I, to be honest, I've never felt more thug life in all of my days. You know what I mean? White boy from Tennessee, we put on Biggie Smalls and drove down the road with the windows down, feeling like we owned the hood. You know what I mean? I, it, was, it, it, it was okay. You know, God was good. And, and what's funny though is a, a year later, uh, somebody gave us another car. Didn't ask for it. They said, we could do with it whatever we want. Uh, last week, uh, someone gave us a car. Work, do with it whatever you want. Uh, since Marie and I've been married, we've been married almost eight years. Uh, we've been given six cars. Wow! Right? And I remember being given all these cars and thinking, "It's cool to have cars. <laughs> it's cool to be given expensive things." Looking back on it now, I realize that. So much more than being given a car. Yeah. Uh, looking back now, I realized that, that that car was God whispering every step of the way. Yeah, yeah. Whispering, I'm, I'm with you, right? He's whispering, there's more in you than you know. He's whispering, the next time you face this challenge, it'll be easier. Just keep going. Right? Take joy with you. I think it's easy sometimes whenever we get stuck in a difficult situation, in a difficult season of life, we get distracted by everything else that's going on. When we lose the whisper of heaven saying, There's more in you than you want. I'm with you. I'm on your side. I'm not only fighting with you, I'm fighting. I'm picking you up from Afghanistan and all around. I'm your strength and your victory. I'm the light of your path. I am good. The, real, the reality is you can't whisper to someone that's standing across in the other end of the room. 
Often, when things are the darkest, God is the closest. You might not see it, you might not feel it. But you have to listen to the whisper. You want know, to worship them, come on? When God whispers, it fuels our joy. Remember the Lord's Prayer? Jesus, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Jesus, one of the lines in the Lord's Prayer is, give us this day our Yes. Daily, because he walks with us. Every day. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. Remember the Israelites in the wilderness? Israelites are walking through the wilderness and God gives them manna every day. Gives them manna to survive. The Israelites, not really the smartest bunch of people, right? Those 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 dudes were, were loose cannons. They decided that they were going to keep a little bit extra one time, uh, just just in case. They kept a little bit extra and it spoiled. They went back. Because God was trying to show them that, hey, I'm with you. Yeah. Really, truly, I'm with you. I'm so close. Keep heaven's perspective. There's more in you than you need. You're bigger on the inside. There's more in you than you know. You don't have to fear because it's your faith. What's my faith? Take joy with you. In every season, in every situation that you find yourself in, take joy with you. It'll be okay. God is fighting for you. He's fighting with you. He is our strength, our hope. He is our joy. He is our song. He is our salvation. He is our freedom. He is our forgiveness. He is our Savior. He is our Lord. He is good enough. He is strong enough. He is more than enough. Would you stand with me tonight? <laughs> Today, if you're here, I'd like to give a, a bit of an opportunity. Today, if you're here and you say, you know what, I have been, I've, I've lost heaven's perspective of my situation. I decided to put the tent up on the wrong side of my obstacle. And I got stuck in love. And there's no guilt, there's no shame, nobody pointing their finger at you and looking down their nose at you. But I'd love to give you the opportunity just to respond and say, oh, you know what, that's me. I, I need to be reminded that there's more in me than I I need to be reminded that God is fighting for me. He's on my side. I need to be reminded of that. If, if I can get everyone to close their eyes, just to give everybody a moment of privacy, if that's you, if you need to 
kind of respond to that. Just, I'm, I'm not going to point you out or make a big deal out of it. But if that's you, would you raise your hand? Sorry, I'm on fire. Pray for Wow, that's awesome. I, I'd love to pray for you if I could. If that's you, uh, would you just put your hand on your heart as I pray? Put your hand on your chest. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, God, that you are so close. You are so near. You are near to the brokenhearted. You are near to the weak. God, you are near to the crushed and the God, I thank you that you speak hope. You speak life. You speak destiny. You speak joy. God, and you bring perspective. God, in each and every heart here in each and every life, God, I ask, Lord, that you would breathe your breath of life. Streams of refreshing, streams of hope, streams of joy. God, let this house and let these people be known as those that carry your joy through it all. In every season of life, in every difficulty, let not our difficulty define us, but let your joy and your identity in us and through us define us. God's strength, power, in Jesus' name. Tonight, if you're here, I don't know where you stand with God tonight. But I'd love to give you the opportunity to make a decision to follow Jesus. If that's you here tonight, maybe you've made this decision once, twice, 15 times. You say, I, I need to get right with God tonight. I need to give my life. I want to be a Jesus follower. I want to give all of me that's you, just with everyone's eyes closed, just giving everyone a moment of privacy. If that's you, whenever I get to, I'm going to count to three, whenever I get to three, if that's you, you just put up your hand. If you put it up, you put it right back down. But I, I would love to pray with you. I think this is the biggest decision that you can make in your life. And I think it's the best decision that you can make. It means that you don't have to walk life alone. You don't have to walk without purpose. But you can walk full of confidence knowing that there's a God who loves you, that is on your side, that is fighting for you, and that you can have peace today. If that's you, whenever I get to three, if, that, if that's you, you need to make that decision. Just get your raise your hand real quick. You put it up, put it right back down. One, two, three. If that's you. Really good. Really good. Anybody else? Is I'd love to pray a prayer tonight. And I'm going to pray, and then you can repeat after me. As a church, as a community, we're all going to pray together. You can repeat after me. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, for giving your life, 
So that I can live. So that I can live. I give you my past. I give you my past. My present. My present. And my future. And my future. Today. Today. I'm yours. I am yours. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you guys make some noise? Let's be here. In just a moment, we're gonna we're gonna lift up the song I build my life. Say, ah. 